welcome to the Noona Nook. I'm Crystal. I'm Sydney. And this is the K-Drama podcast that you didn't know you needed and never even asked for. Yay. Yay! So today, we are gathered here to discuss Let's Eat. Let's Eat 2. Season 2. So in our last podcast, we talked about Let's Eat, which is technically one drama, which is a rarity in itself. Um, And we talked a little bit about what we liked, what we didn't like. The overall plot the overall plot we're gearing up for let's eat three which premieres the 16th the 16th which is coming up probably already passed if you're listening (laughs) to this but as we're recording it's coming up next week on monday on monday i'm super pumped by the way yes me too especially going back and rewatching let's eat and let's eat two Mm -hmm. it's really made me excited to watch let's eat three yeah so anyway we're gonna recap let's eat two gonna be very quick about it we're not well maybe not quick the last time we recorded for Let's Eat, it ended up being like an hour. But we're going to give you just a general overview of the entirety of the drama. Our future cast will not be quite as jam-packed because it will be on an episode-by-episode basis. Not right. so much. Let's talk about an entire drama in one cast. Exactly. So that's a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff happens in a Yeah, drama. it did take a, a bit longer than I thought to get through. <laughs> I know, we were going to combine them, but... And it just didn't work out. No, it did not work out that way. So Let's Eat 2 is season two of the Let's Eat series. We are still following Gude Young from Mm -hmm. the first season. He's the only character that comes back for season two. Right. So we are missing a few of the previous characters that we came to grow and love. We're in a different setting this Mm -hmm. go-around. The Wikipedia description that I totally just ripped and I'm going to read for you now says that we have insurance salesman Gu Young moves to the small town of Sejong. Sejong? I think that's right. Sure. From the big city of Seoul after a series of bad luck involving a breakup with Su Kyung and a misunderstanding with an insurance client's husband. He meets Bake Suji, his new next-door neighbor, and be- they befriend each other quickly, and Suji contracts Dae Young to help her win over her crush, Lee Song Woo. So we have Dae Young away from Seoul, Sejong, or however the hell mm-hmm. you pronounce it. So he breaks... Him and Su Kyung from the first season break up. Yeah, as far as we know. There is a little bit in the beginning where there's kind of a callback to season one where attorney O and office manager Choi are kind of talking about him leaving and yeah. how sad it is and how heartbroken he must be over Su Kyung. So they never really explain why they broke up. Right. Just that they broke up. I really hope that Su Kyung gets with Attorney Kim. Attorney Kim. I do, too. Secretly. Well, he was so sweet to her in season one, and I felt like he was a much better match than Yeah, than so maybe maybe that's what happened. We can pretend, since we really have no idea. <laughs> I'll give you my theory on this in the end, when okay. we talk about the things I don't like. Because as we discussed on our last cast, I'm going to tell you why I think Day Young is trash. <laughs> He's a garbage human. I love him. He's a garbage human. And I'm going to tell you why. But I'll wait till the end so we can talk about it there. Uh, so in this drama, we have Jujun reprising his role as Dae Young. He is really most well-known as leader of the K-pop group Highlight, mm-hmm. formerly Beast, and then also season one, obviously, of Let's Eat. We have So Hyun Jin, hopefully that's pronounced right, as Big Suji, who you may know from another Oh Hey Young, or at least that's what I know her from. I love that drama. Uh, and then she's also pretty well-known for Dr. Romantic. We have Kwon Yul as Lee Sang-woo who's probably most popular for his movie The Admiral, Roaring Currents, and then the drama Angel's Revenge. Funny story, if anybody caught this when you were watching this, but there is a scene where him and Suji are watching The Admiral in his car, 
and she comments how the actor in the movie looks just like him, <laughs> and it cracks me up. <laughs> so we have those guys as our kind of leading cast members. Then we have a couple secondary characters in this one. We have Im Taek-su, who is Dae Young's co-worker slash friend, insurance salesman, former policeman, uh, or former detective, something like that. We have Kim Mi-ran, who is the landlady of the building that Dae Young moves into, and that Suji already lives in. There's Lee Jong-mi, which is a neighbor of Dae Young and Suji. She's kind of the grandmother of right, the group. Yeah. Then there's Lee Ju-sung, who is this mysterious man living on the rooftop in a container. That was made into an apartment? Yeah, like a rooftop apartment, I guess. Not very legal from what I gather. Uh, But anyway, he's kept a secret by the landlady and the grandmother. Then we also have Huang Hirim, which is the girl who works at the convenience store down the street from their apartment. Jusung is also hopelessly in love with Hirim. Mm -hmm. She has lots of boyfriends. She has lots of fish, is what she says. I have lots of fish in my fishery (laughs) that she keeps up. So she has these boys that do all her bidding for her. And she kind of has a little bit of a crush on Young initially, in the Mm -hmm. beginning. And then we also have Hang Ina, which is the co-worker of Song Woo and Suji, who really wants to set up her sister with Song Woo. Kinda... She gets on my nerves. Oh, she gets on my nerves too, but we will talk about that when we talk about the things that we liked and disliked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's kind of talk about what happens in this drama to give everybody just a recap of what happened, what was going on. So like we said, uh, Daeyoung moves to Sejong to kind of get away from his life in Seoul. There's a lot of stuff going on there that he's trying to get away from. And notice that Young is a very carefree character. He just kind of lives his life and mm-hmm. goes wherever he feels like going, wherever the wind blows him. Now he's ended up in Sejong, which he apparently has some ties to. He had lived here previously as a young child at one point, we find out, uh, and actually happened to know Suji as a child. Right. Yeah. So they were classmates at one point. He gave her a mean nickname. <laughs> yeah. They call her Bake Pig. Because <laughs> oh, she was, I guess, an overweight child. She was a little chubster. And now she has a lot of anxiety over gaining weight. Right. So she lost a lot of the weight, and Dayong goes to introduce himself as her new neighbor and doesn't recognize her mm-hmm. at all. Well, they're adults also. Yeah, like, well, that too. How do you remember somebody from when you were eight? Well, I mean, you're in your 30s or never late 20s. In K drama, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows everyone from their childhood, but they don't recognize them. Yeah. So he goes to introduce himself to Suji, and Suji instantly recognizes him somehow and kind of panics a little mm-hmm. and shuts her door in his face, and he is just like, okay. Sure. She's a crazy shut-in. Neighbor. Um, So they kind of have this weird little neighborly relationship at first. And eventually she kind of comes clean about who she is. Because he offers, I think, to take her to get some dokboki. Spicy rice cakes. Oh, right. Because that's (laughs) the the dish. Yeah, so that's the dish he used to feed her or get her to buy at his mother's restaurant when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And using those... Future insurance salesman charms. (laughs) He lured her into his mother's (laughs) shop to eat all the dokoki. Like all the other girls. Like all the other girls. And she now realizes the error of her ways in following him there. So she comes clean to him about who she is. And his initial reaction seems very positive. Like he seems to have missed her and genuinely wants to... Considered her a friend as a child. Yeah, like the scene where he, he finally realizes who she is and he calls her Baked Pig, unfortunately, in that scene... He hugs her, like, very closely, not 
just somebody that you're right. a halfway acquaintance with. So you can see that he did have some kind of connection to her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just... Also, I'd like to think, you know, he's always, like, flirting with girls, you know, to get them to buy insurance or whatever, and, like, picks up on social cues pretty easily, I think. But the fact that he keeps, like, calling her big pig when it obviously bothers her and then doesn't quit is, like, why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it's... He back... just wants to irritate her, I guess. May, I mean, I think... <laughs> I think, like I said in last or last cast, I feel like he genuinely wants to be friends with everyone, and especially people he's been friends with previously. You know, he wants to kind of have that memory, that camaraderie with mm-hmm. them. Oh, you know, we teased you and called you Big Pig, but, you know, I didn't mean anything by it. That was just your nickname. Everybody called you that. Right. So I think he's trying to drum up the memory, but doesn't realize it's such a negative memory for her. Right. And he just wants to be like, oh, do you remember when we were kids? And it was fun. I don't know. (laughs) They get into a contract with each other where she is hopelessly in love with a civil servant worker that she works with. Is he her boss? Or just like, I I don't understand like his role. Yeah, the dynamic is a little weird. So she is working civil servants on some kind of project. She's a freelance writer. And I think she's just kind of there as like a contractor. Kind of basis. And, and she's, it's for, like, tourism, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah tourism. And she's working with uh, Hong Ina, who's the female co-worker of hers, and then Sang Wu, who is her second lead. And he's kind of, I guess, the project manager of the project that she's working with. Right, okay. And she's been hopelessly in love with him this whole time, and he's her ideal type, and she wants to marry him, and, you know, she doesn't really let those feelings be known, because that's not something you do. <laughs> he's really quiet and focused on work and right. works hard. Cannot remember the girl's name. No. Calls her the wrong name all the time. Constantly. And then Ha and Na just, like, laughs and makes fun of Suji the whole time yeah. about it. So, doesn't realize. Super rude. Yeah. She, he, he doesn't realize that she's alive at all. Meanwhile, she has has pictures of him in her apartment. <laughs> That's not creepy. Not even a little bit. Uh, as her motivation to stay fit and skinny and mm-hmm. and really kind of reel him in as her husband. So she gets into this contract with Dae Young to basically teach her how to flirt and you know kind of come on to Sung Woo so she can marry him. Yes. Right. In exchange, she will help Dae Young get more insurance clients in the civil servant sector. Right, because she has the in. Right. So it seems fair. Fair trade. Yeah. For the most part. They both win. Yeah. What they want. Exactly. She's not very good at being a flirty womanly type. <laughs> She's pretty bad at it, to be honest. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess when you're coming from the perspective of somebody who didn't really date when they were younger because... They were overweight and unpopular and all mm-hmm. that. You know, she they have a hard time moving past it. Right. So she's very self-conscious about her weight. She's very self-conscious about how much she eats. She only eats one meal a day, which is just tragic. Yeah, but she makes it count. She does make it count. So when she does eat, she eats a metric crap ton. It's really unhealthy. You should not do that. Yeah, we don't <laughs> condone that. Even no. if we may do it from time to time ourselves unintentionally, maybe don't do that. Can't yeah, don't. So, he begins to befriend Sung-woo in an effort to help her get the in with him. Mm-hmm. And he finds out pretty quickly that Sung-woo really has dual personalities. Very much so. But they hit it off pretty well. They do I, well, I don't well. know if, uh, I, 
I don't know if Dae Young is, is quite sincere about the friendship in the beginning, but I really think he grows on him over time. Yeah, well, I think the more Songwoo's personality comes out, he realizes how much of a different person he is, that mm-hmm. it, he's not just this stuffy government worker. And that's the thing you come to realize, too, as the watcher, you know, the person mm-hmm. consuming it, is that Songwoo is really, you know, he's a likable guy. He has some kind of hobbies as other people he likes to Mm -hmm. play soccer he likes to go out to the club you know he likes just about everything that everybody else in the drama likes with the exception of eating for some weird reason he really loves swearing he loves swearing (laughs) it's pretty fantastic it cracks me up how much he loves swearing i love it so they they do a good job of writing a very different personality for his Mm -hmm. out-of-work personality and his in-work personality he also has kind of a lonely side that you see you know he comes home and he talks to his little robot vacuum cleaner because there's nobody oh, else his at Roomba. home. I know. What does he call it? I don't know what he calls it, but I think he just... Well, I know in the end, or closer to the end, Suji calls it a robot cleaner. Mm. But, so he talks to his little robot vacuum cleaner <laughs> when he's home alone. But he doesn't really get out too much, which is unfortunate. But when he does, you know, he's a totally different person. Balls to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Complete 180. So, he goes for it. Sungwoo kind of sees that personality and gets to see that personality. And so Dayoung tries to basically invite to several different things that him and Sungwoo are doing in an effort to kind of get them to talk to each other outside of work. Mm-hmm. Which is difficult because Sungwoo is very particular about seeing people he knows from work outside of work. He wants to keep it really separate. Very which different. I get because I am the same way. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be friends with any of you people. <laughs> I've got my own friends. <laughs> everyone from your job suddenly starts listening to this podcast and says, thanks, Sydney. I really don't think any of them no, are going to listen. Probably not. But if for some reason they did. No, I'm kind of the same way, too. I mean, you have your professional personality, and then you have your out-of-work personality. Mm-hmm. There's two very different things. Um, I can definitely relate to the swearing bit, because outside of work, it's just basically We're constant. sailors. Yeah, it's, it's curse words all the time. So I understand his need to just want to curse all the time. Let loose. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. But then at work, you know, you button it up a little bit more and that's that. But maybe remember your coworkers' names. Yeah, that's always just a nice thing to do just yeah. in general. So anyway, they start to kind of work together, Suji and Young, to make, you know, happenstance run-ins mm-hmm. with Sungwoo. So I know there's one scene in particular that comes to mind where Sungwoo and Dayoung are out eating lunch somewhere, and they have Suji just happen to show up. And you mm-hmm. can see the change in Sungwoo instantly when he sees her there. He hates it. He's terrified. He tries to leave the restaurant with the wrong shoes on. Like, yeah. he has one of his shoes on and one of Dayoung's shoes on, so he can just get the hell out of there as soon oh, as possible. Poor kid. Yeah, he's not into it. And then there's another scene where Dayoung decides to go bike riding with Sungwoo, and the place he recommends that they go is somewhere where, like, cherry blossoms are blooming. Mm-hmm. And it's apparently somewhere that couples go, huh. which the idea was obviously to get him alone with Suji. Right. But Sungwoo doesn't realize that, and he kind of just makes some off-color jokes about, two dudes don't do that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't. <laughs> um, and they, they can, though. They can. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But... They were, he was not interested in doing this. But anyway, he gets talked into it by Young because Young talks anybody into everything. Yeah. And they go to ride bikes, and of course, Suji ends up along with them. They do also run into Ina there as well, 
And she's a little confused at first as to why two dudes are <laughs> riding bikes to the cherry blossoms. Listen, it's fine. I don't know why there's such a <laughs> stigma. <laughs> why? If two dudes want to ride a bike through the cherry blossoms together, let them ride. It's fine. It's all right. Let's do it. So, Suji decides to ride along with them. And you can kind of see some a little nervous about it, but also kind of warming up to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, all right, fine. Well, Since she's friends with Dayoung. Right. He's, he's like, kind okay, of fine. bridging the gap. So, Dayoung tries to make it so that he can kind of leave the path. Mm-hmm. and leave them together but song woo sees it more as like a competition he's like oh you want to race yeah let's go mofo <laughs> <laughs> it's go time and they leave suji in the dust does not know how to read a room no <laughs> doesn't get those social cues so suji is desperately trying to keep up with them and just sweating buckets trying to keep up and, and this is, she's just learned how to ride a bike. Right. She doesn't know how to ride a bike, for one. Girlfriend is literally just sweating like a pig, no pun intended, since her nickname <laughs> is Bank Pig. I love when Dayoung teaches her, and she says, I think I must be a genius. I learned how to ride it so quickly. And yeah. you're like, well, you're like almost 30, and you're just now learning yeah. to ride a bike. <laughs> and you're still not that good at it. Yeah. It's cute, though. So, she eventually catches up to them, and she's still sweating buckets, and she's got, like, cherry blossom petals in her hair, and Song Woo goes to, like, kind of wipe them out of her hair, and I think for him, it's not anything, he's not trying to, like, touch her gently or anything, he's just, hey, you got something in your hair, man. Yeah. And she, of course, is over the moon about this, because now, at this point, he finally remembers her name, he has (laughs) touched her face in a manner that she feels is arousing. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. So she's super pumped. But then she leaves to go to the restroom and kind of does her little happy dance because she's super pumped that he touched her, but looks in the mirror. Oh, no. And it's a disaster. Yeah. To be frank. Um, And you have... Because she's not really, like, wearing, like, workout clothes or anything No, either. she's wearing, like, cute little clothes you would wear to the office or, you know, whatever to go out yeah. for the day. Not ride a bike. No thanks. Yeah. And she's sweating buckets in her armpits, and yeah. her hair is matted to her face. And it's just not a good look. Yeah. Not not at all. And you have Hiram happens to be there for some reason. I don't remember why. Wasn't she, like, stalking her husband or whatever? Maybe. No, no, not Anna. The little teenage girl. Oh. Yeah. She was there with some other dude, because at this point she's still chasing all the boys. Just all of them. Yeah, all of them. And she walks into the bathroom, and of course she looks fabulous because mm-hmm. she is young and has the cleavage. And well, and also hasn't been riding a bike. Hasn't been riding a bike. Boys have been riding her around. Oh, that sounds real bad. <laughs> <laughs> She's been riding on bikes while the boys pedal them. They have not been riding her, just to clarify. <laughs> not that kind of drama. <laughs> Anyway, so she's not sweating, uh, and she points out that Suji is looking pretty ragged. And so Suji looks like herself in the mirror. Her eyes. <laughs> yeah, and so she panics a little, and she's like, oh my god, I can't believe he saw me like this. You will never be attracted to me now. That kind of shtick, I guess. So she helps her kind of get cleaned up and look at a little better. Now Suji is super pumped because he knows her name. He's kind of started to get acquainted with her. All is kind of going according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Dayong is really, like, 
heels in the ground trying to befriend Sung Woo. Mm-hmm. And it's working pretty well. They're doing like weekly soccer outings. Yeah. And... He's really holding up his end of the deal. Yeah. Eventually, in all of this, we also have some other secondary stories going on. We have Jio Mi, who is the grandma mm-hmm. of the story, who is also kind of taking care of Ju Sung, the guy on the roof. Mm-hmm. Secretly. Secretly. Uh, no one knows about him. Yeah. And they don't find out about him. The way they find out about him is someone is throwing cigarette butts into Suji's porch area, I guess, where she's yeah, trying she her clothes. Yeah, she keeps picking him up and she blames... She's blaming somebody being on the rooftop, but then goes to see that the rooftop is locked, so how can anybody be on the rooftop? Yeah, and it's like a whole mystery. Like, who's on the roof? Do they ever say whose cigarettes they were? Well, I think they were his, weren't they? I don't know, because there's another point where Jim Yi says he doesn't smoke. Like, she's talking to Miran, the landlady. I don't know. Anyway, so somebody's cigarettes end up in her clothes and burning holes in them and stuff, and she's very upset about it. And eventually, somehow, it ends up starting a fire somewhere. Mm -hmm. They are trying to get everybody out of the apartment building so they can put the fire out, and he comes running downstairs in his underwear. And everyone's like, whoa. Who this? Who this? (laughs) (laughs) This is somebody new. Um, But obviously, Jumi and Miran, the landlady, know he's been up there, and so they kind of come clean about him living up there. Now, Ju Sung is kind of mysterious and weird. He tells everybody that he's this 30-year-old man. Who does not look even like a legal age. He doesn't even look like he's out of high school. But yeah. claims to be this 30-year-old man studying for his civil servant exam. Yeah. And for whatever reason, everyone just kind of goes along with it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, LOL. Yeah, yeah. you don't look 30. Ha, ha, ha. Day Young, I feel like, doesn't really buy it. No, he was the one that kind of questioned it the most, I think. Because that he thinks that they're this, that would make them like the same age or him a little older than him, yeah. right? Yeah. Because Dae Young is 31 at the point. He questions it a little bit, but doesn't really dig into it. Now, Ju Sung is very much in love with Hee Rim, mm-hmm. the girl that works at the convenience store, and becomes one of her fish in her <laughs> fishery. Really quickly. Very quickly. And starts following her around, doing her chores around the store for her. Buys her a phone. Buys her a phone. All kinds of things. She grows to kind of crush on him a little bit also, I feel like. Yeah. She ends up giving up all of her men, her boys, mm-hmm. to kind of focus solely on him, which I thought was really sweet. So he gets to a place where, you know, he's really excited to kind of be living life again. Because obviously he's right. been in hiding. Mm-hmm. We don't know why at this point, but he's been in hiding. He has a lot of money. He has a lot of money under his mattress. We don't know why. He kind of has a little bit of a jealous streak or a rage streak. He gets a little jealous when other people gravitate to Hiram. Breaks her phone when he sees that somebody's texting her. Right, which is why he buys her one. Right. But, you know, he you, you see him kind of grow, grow that fondness for her and want to be near her. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't really find out what he's done. He does threaten the landlady's kid at some point and says he killed somebody. So at that point, we kind of think maybe that's the sinister plot line to the whole story is that he's killed somebody. Right. But we don't know for sure. And then there's another point where he gets drunk with, well, he doesn't get drunk with, he gets drunk in front of Day Young. And again... Because they take him out for a drink and they're like, oh, is this your first time drinking? Because he gets blasted like yeah. really quick. Toasted. And he says something again at that point, I think, about killing somebody. Which Day Young kind of just brushes it off, whatever, you're drunk and being 
Yeah. An idiot. And we find out, you know, he's got all this money. He's got this fake ID that we also find out about. Mm -hmm. And the picture does not look like him. Nope. At all. It looks like a 30-year-old who he's claiming to be. Jomie finds the ID also. She's been taking care of him this whole time because he kind of reminds her of her grandson or son or something like that. Yeah. And she feeds him and, you know, wants to make sure his laundry is done. There's a really terrible scene where he has a wet dream <laughs> about Hiram. Oh, yeah. And and then Jung-Yi, she's, like, knocking on the door. Yeah, and Jumi washes his cummy boxers for Ew. him and is telling him, it's okay, I have sons, and they've had this happen before, it's all right. And I just gag the whole time. Gross. It was terrible. So she's like, oh, no, no, Grandma, don't, don't wash the Creepers' cummy boxers. Don't. Don't do that. It's gross. It's gross. Uh, but anyway, so she tries to take care of him and kind of be his his grandmother because she wants to take care of him. You later kind of find out that it's because her son passed away early on or mm-hmm. grandson passed away early on. So she's trying to basically replace it with him, fulfill her purpose, you know, that way. Yeah. But she finds his ID, which is a ID for a 30-year-old and not him, and starts to question herself as to whether that picture is him. She doesn't really say anything about it at first. She just puts the ID back and goes back to her life, but then kind of questions Hiram. At this point, Hiram didn't have anywhere to stay. Yeah. So she's living with Jomi, and, you know, she kind of questions Jomi, you know, what do you think about Song? Is You know, is he okay? Did he have plastic surgery? You, you know, <laughs> they, they kind of do this bit where they're, I think they're watching TV or something, and she points out he's had plastic surgery on TV or yeah. know, a magazine or something. I don't remember. And Jomi points out, oh, well, do you think Jusung has had plastic surgery? You know, you said you can tell. Where, where is he? Right. Has he had plastic surgery? And Hiram just kind of laughs at her. Like, why Why would you get plastic surgery and get that face? <laughs> <laughs> Which, poor Jusung, if he had heard that, probably would have died on the inside no. just a little bit. But, you know, it kind of starts to ring the alarm bells for Jomi. And she's like, oh, no, like... Yeah. There's something up with this kid. And then she also finds his money under the mattress. And that's another kind of red flag where she's like, oh. We have banks. We have banks. <laughs> Maybe you should put your money there and yeah. not in the mattress. His dirty money. His dirty money. So we've kind of got that weird overarching dark storyline kind of similar to season one. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think it was a totally necessary storyline, but they needed to throw it in there. So that's also kind of going on in the background. So, on the other side of the fence, we've got Young and Sangwoo becoming very fast friends. They start to go out to eat a lot. Homie's not really into eating. Like, he seems very bored when it comes to food, and I don't understand that at all. No. I mean, that should have been a red flag for Suji. That should have been a red flag for her, because she loves food so much. Like, why would you, if something you're passionate about and somebody just, does not care about it. No. It's not a good match. Well, to be fair, she's also trying to make herself not care about it. Yeah. With her basically an eating disorder. Let's be honest. She yeah. has an eating disorder. It's really sad. So, it's probably not that important that he has that same like. But he does go out with Young a lot. And Young basically, I guess, tries to get him into that foodie vibe. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that's something that Suji is into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they become fast friends, they go do things together, and they keep slowly bringing Suji into the fold. Well, then eventually, Young lets it slip that Suji's in love with him. 
and has been in love with him. And it's super embarrassing for Sangwoo at first because, you know, he goes back to that whole, I don't want to be friends with people I work with. I'm going to pretend you never told me that. He's really good at burying things way down deep. Right. And where before he kind of started to creep in and be somewhat friendly with Suji, now he's gone back to walls up. I'm just going to pretend I barely know you. Yeah. And she very much notices the difference. Mm -hmm. And you can see the hurt in her face when she's at work with him and suddenly it's just, nope, not going to talk to you. Yeah. And in awe, it just makes it worse. Like, every time they have a scene together, she just... She points out how terrible he is to her. Yeah, it's so rude. It's it's so rude. And she's... It's because she's miserable with her own marriage. She is. So she just takes it out on other people. Basically, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Dae Young eventually blows up and tells Suji that he let the cat out of the bag. And he told Sangwoo that she's been pursuing him and is in love with him. Mm Mm-hmm. She gets visibly upset by this. Yeah. She gets very irritated to the point where, let's go find my food tent, eat a crap ton of food, and get drunk AF. I mean, that's the typical heartbreak solution. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. So she goes and gets super, super drunk by herself and ends up in a park somewhere. It's really dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Calls Day Young and basically gives him an earful. Of how could you tell Songwoo that I was in love with him, blah, 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 whatever. Songwoo happens to be with Young at this point. And Songwoo was like, well, just give me the phone and I'll talk to her. And he tries to, but she hangs up before anything can happen. So they leave to go find her. And it doesn't show what happens to Young. He never actually meets up with her. Songwoo is the one that goes to find her. And she's completely so trashed and halfway on the ground that she thinks Songwoo is Young. And she starts going off on him. How could you tell him that I love him? Like, just losing her absolute shit on Songwoo. And tries to beat him up. <laughs> As one does. Right. And is just losing it. And Songwoo's kind of being a good sport about it. And he's just kind of giggling about it. And eventually, you know, takes her drunk ass on home mm-hmm. to put her in a safe place. She wakes up the next morning, no memory of having seen Sangwoo, mm-hmm. no memory of having told Sangwoo thinking she talked to Young, And Sangwoo shows up at her house with hangover soup for her. She suddenly realizes when he tells her, you kicked my ass yesterday. <laughs> and she's like, I, I, I did that. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, you. <laughs> and she's very visibly embarrassed, one, because she's very disheveled and hungover. Mm-hmm. And two, because, oh my god, I just beat up the person that I'm in love with, mm-hmm. not the asshole that told on me like I thought I did. Right. Sangwoo basically realizes that it was very endearing of her to kick his ass, I guess. Well, and when you see him interact with his friends, it's not that surprising, because he, love, he loves a good headlock. He does. <laughs> he pre- I love a tussle of the head. Yeah, he frequently <laughs> puts Young in a headlock. So he's very much into that physical whatever thing he's got going on. And he basically tells her, you know, let's date. You know, I'm tired of keeping my personal life away from my professional life. Let's date. It was very endearing of you to mm-hmm. to come out to me like that and say that you were in love. And at first, Suji is very much surprised. <laughs> well, sure. And it's just like, what, what, what's he's happening? He's taking her on a roller coaster. Exactly. But, of course, she's obviously very happy, and she doesn't really say anything, so he's just like, okay, I'm going to give you some time to think about it, but I'm going to go home, 
Um, and he's feeling a little rejected. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, let's date. <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. Because I really thought you were going to reject me. And that was going to be super embarrassing. <laughs> and then he leaves. Uh, at this point, though, while that's happening, the door is wide open. Because when you go into somebody's house, obviously, you leave the door wide open. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do when I come over. Obviously. And Day Young had gone out to go get some kind of medicine for her. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Some hangover cure. And he witnesses the whole thing. And I think uh... at this point, he's kind of starting to realize his feelings for Suji. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, oh, okay, but this is what she wanted. So yeah. he just kind of backs off and goes back to his apartment or whatever. And then he walks in a couple minutes later, kind of making it seem like he wasn't there the whole time. Yeah. And she's just sitting in the floor completely baffled. Like, no idea what's just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's that just happened. You're you're dating Sung Woo now, so you should be <laughs> super excited. And of course she does get super excited, and you know they kind of go on and start their little venture together with dating. And I really did love their scenes as a couple dating. Mm-hmm. They were really cute together. Yeah. And it's kind of hard for them because they don't really know where to go where somebody from work isn't going to see them because they do still want to kind of keep it right. You know, private. closed-lipped and very private. They try to go to a movie, but Inna is there. And, you know, they're kind of questioning why she's not in Seoul with her plastic surgery surgeon husband. Right. That she's always bragging about. That she's always bragging Non-stop. about. And, you know, you come to find out that's because she's kind of at odds with her husband. And they're both cheating on each other and need to get a divorce and whatever. Right. Well, she hooks up with... Uh... Taksu or Taksu. Yeah. Day Young's co-worker, who's also married, but is having marital problems. Yeah, and I feel like that never gets resolved. It doesn't. Like, they have this weird interaction in the bar later on where they're like, oh, yeah, so let's just pretend that never happened. And then they literally just pretend it ever happened. Yeah. (laughs) Which is weird, because usually when characters do that, it's a signal of, oh, but we actually really like each other. Yeah. But I I don't know. The whole thing is weird. And takes to, like, I feel like he's drunk all the time. Even when he's not been drinking, he looks drunk. Like, And he pisses everywhere. He's worse than Vera from Let's Eat. <laughs> well, one time it was the dog. Came and peed on him. That's true. And everyone thought it was him. <laughs> but, I mean, he's done it before, so it, would it really... So it's, it's, it's reasonable to suspect it him. It is. So, I don't know. They have their own little weird thing. But anyway, so they have a hard time going out without everybody seeing them. We talked about the one scene in the beginning where they are eventually dating, and they're watching movies in the car because they couldn't go to the movie theater. And every time they go out, they never go out to eat because, like we said, Song Woo just has no interest in eating. Yeah, so he forgets right. to even take her to eat. And the whole time her stomach is just rumbling, and she doesn't know what to do with herself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of have this sweet little dating. And the way they date, I really do enjoy it. Like, I like it. Mm-hmm. They're very sweet to each other. Mm-hmm. They, you know, talk about doing things together. He's very caring towards her. He is. Like, he tells her all the time how much he enjoys dating her. He's very much not, you know, the standoffish, doesn't deserve to be with the lead kind of guy. Yeah. Like, he's very sweet and very caring and, you know, makes sure he reiterates with her that I love going and doing these things with you and you help get me out of my shell and... Yeah. I don't usually have that, and I find that very endearing, and I, 
okay. I was really rooting for him. He's kind of weird, but I was really rooting for him, so I was kind of bummed. I when liked them together. It didn't happen. But I was glad that they did not end up together. Just because I feel like they both were not themselves with each other. I feel like they could have been, though. Maybe. I feel like they just needed to get past that initial, okay, we're dating. I mean, everybody changes themselves just a little bit when you're first meeting well, somebody. Sure, sure. And I feel like. I feel like they were usually, for the most part, honest enough with each other that had they dated longer, that's true. They too. could have gotten yeah. to that point. Like I really feel like they were a good match as far as personalities. You know, when they weren't in an uptight office setting, mm-hmm. and would she have liked all his swearing? I wonder, and all the headlocks. I feel like she would have liked <laughs> the swearing. There's a whole scene, which is one of my favorite scenes, and one of the things I wrote about and the stuff I liked, where she's teaching him how to swear but nicely. So. I guess, like, the English equivalent, instead of O-F-bomb, it would be O-fudge, or, yeah. you know, whatever. So she's teaching about how to swear nicely, and I forget what it is that she teaches him, or what it translated to, but it was really cute. And he's just having such a good time with her, like, learning these nice <laughs> swear words. And anytime he goes on a, like, tirade where he's swearing, <laughs> she just kind of, like, you know, giggles to herself about it. <laughs> so I think she enjoys seeing that side of him, and I think it really would have worked well if they had kept dating. Yeah. But he's also not an idiot, and he realized that she was very much in love with Day Young. Mm-hmm. And he could tell just from their interactions, and, you know, maybe she couldn't tell at that point, but he could tell that there was something weirdly yeah. there. And he even confronts Day Young at some point and says, you know, hey, are you in love with Suji? And Day Young comes clean. He's honest about it, and he's just like, I'm not sure. I think I like her, but I don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. And I do like that they kind of had this... I, I like that he was honest with him and asked him. I like that Young was honest with Song Woo and told him, yeah, I do like her, but I don't know what to do about it. You guys are dating. Yeah. You're both my friends. And then they were still friends. Yeah. They made up. You know, yeah. he, he did the headlock thing again. And they kind of made up. It wasn't like, no, we're mortal enemies. Exactly. It was still very like light. That. Yeah. Uh, but they still continued to date, and Young just kind of decided to do his own thing and distance himself. He lies to Suji and says he has a girlfriend, mm-hmm. or rather Suji insists that that must be why he's distancing himself, and he just kind of goes along with it to make yeah. it easy. Uh, and she continues to date Sangwoo on the side, and they kind of have their own storyline dealing with, you know, how do we do this without raising eyebrows at work, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. The other storyline that's going on behind this we started to touch on, Sung is from somewhere with all this money and using a fake name. We don't know why. So we eventually come to find out that Jusung is not Jusung. He's actually Chongwoo? Chongsu? I don't know. I didn't write yeah. it down. Chongwoo uh, sounds right. Chongwoo. He ran away from home when he was in high school and started working construction for a construction company. And Jusung was one of his co-workers who was very mean to him and bullied him. And the reason we find this out is because the actual Jusung ends up in a hospital with amnesia and stabs a doctor, <laughs> which is a little intense. Not, sure. Not sure how we ended up from point A to point B, but they traced him back to the fake Jusung by finding the ID of the phone that he bought because he used that ID to buy the phone. Right, yeah. And they arrest him. Which they should have really questioned that ID when he bought that phone. Probably. And I was like, this is definitely not you. 100% not you. Definitely. But they don't, for whatever reason. I guess that sales guy just really needed the sale that day. Yeah. I don't know. But they let it go. So they arrest him. 
as Jusung. Come to find out he's not Jusung, he's Chang Wu, Chang Su. Let's just call him Chang Wu. Just, just, if that's not right, I'm we're just going to call him Creeper because he's kind of weird and I, whatever. <laughs> he's a Creeper. So Creeper gets arrested. <laughs> and he also, shortly before he got arrested, had unintentionally pushed Jomi, the grandmother, down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And she's now in the hospital unconscious as well. And he's now in jail facing this identity fraud, I guess. Jusung, to give you some background, Jusung or fake Jusung got beat up by real Jusung and bullied, you know, when they worked together. And it, was, it wasn't anything that he did to intentionally hurt him. He had pushed him once he got pushed a little too far. And he was just defending himself. Yeah, a and bit, yeah. he thought he had killed real Jusung. So he stole his ID, stole his money, which was fraudulent money anyway, that mm-hmm. the real Jusung had got from his parents' insurance policy. Right. And then ran off with it. Which is a bad situation. Yeah, it just wasn't From a point A to point B. And, yeah, so now he's in jail. Um, but no one really lets, lets go of him or is let down by him. Like, they're still concerned for him, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Even though he kind of distanced himself from the group. Yeah. So that was a sweet little storyline, I feel like. Um, he does go to jail. He does go to jail. Which, to be fair, he assaulted somebody and stole their ID and money. He did. So we get a little bit farther in the storyline, and we start to notice that Suji isn't always just telling Songwoo that everything she wants to do is great and... You know, just constantly being agreeable with him. She starts to kind of reject him a little more. Mm-hmm. And you start to see that she's really getting in touch with her feelings for Young, Right. But trying to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Because Sangwoo is what she's always wanted. Right. And she's got it. But Sangwoo knows something is up. Yeah. And he eventually kind of confronts her about it. And she tells him, okay, yeah, I may be slightly in love with Young. Let's just end this here. Which is noble of her. Yeah. To be honest about it. But he still very much says, that's fine, but we're not done. <laughs> Which is the other reason that I am very much in his court and saying <laughs> that it's not done. <laughs> <laughs> because even though he knew she had these feelings, I feel like he knows that these feelings are probably not going to last that long. It's just, it just feeds into my day on his trash theory. I'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> so they break up. Uh, Dae Young does not know they broke up, and Dae Young decides he, or rather, he gets a job offer from a friend from Seoul, mm-hmm. and they offer him a job to come back to Seoul, and he decides, okay, cool, I'm gonna take this job because I can't stand to be around this girl. I'm in love with her, and it hurts me to see her with somebody else. Yeah, I'm gonna take this job and move away. When he was originally in Seoul, anyway, he was. He's really just going back. Right, he's going back home, or what he considers. So he takes this job in Seoul, and they kind of have, you know, the goodbye, farewell, whatever, dinner with mm-hmm. him. Suji never comes clean about her feelings. Young never comes clean about his. Because at this point, Suji still thinks he's got a girlfriend somewhere. And he still thinks that she's dating. Sungwoo. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know they've broken up. And he moves back to Seoul. Then Suji happens to be in Seoul one day for some kind of work that she's doing. And she calls him up, but he seems busy, so she just says, never mind. You know? And they both wanted to talk to each other. Yeah, but, like, as one does in K-drama, they completely ignored what they actually wanted to do and hung up the phone. Uh, ended up at the same restaurant at different times, ordering the same food. And she later sees on his blog that he was there. Yeah. And, um... 
Hiram also sees that he was on the blog there, and she had brought back food for Hiram and Jongi, who is now out of her coma and living back at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> and they mention, oh, well, Young was at the restaurant. Did you go eat with him? And she was just like, no, I, you know, I talked yeah. to him, but he was busy. And, you know, they realized they were at the same restaurant and the same food. The same food. And she's just like, oh. What was that drink that they got? <laughs> a Corona Rita, which is disgusting. <laughs> it looked absurd. Uh, if anybody, I, I'm sure everyone, anyone listening has seen a Corona Rita, but it's just basically a giant margarita with an upside down Corona in it. Yeah. And the way they described it, and I really hope this was just, like, misunderstanding of the subtitles, but they keep talking about how sweet it is. <laughs> and it's not a sweet drink if yeah. you've ever had a Corona Rita. Not a sweet drink at all. Maybe they just made it different. I guess. I don't know. Maybe Corona Ritas are delicious in Korea. Maybe you just don't know how to enjoy one properly. I, Maybe you've had really shitty ones. I, well, Corona's not great in my opinion. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe a Korea Corona Rita? Ooh, that's fun to say. Korea Corona Rita. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe those are better in Korea. In Korean Mexican restaurants. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. So she kind of has this weird, you know, heartfelt feeling of, oh, he was there. I was there. But we missed each other. Mm-hmm kind of thing um so then after they've eaten she decides to go take a run i believe yeah cause she wants to work off all the mexican food yeah that she's had twice now right and day young had run into song Wu in seoul one day mm-hmm. or that same day i guess yeah and because he says oh it's weird that i ran into both of you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and song Wu is like oh well you know we broke up and Day Young had no idea, and he was just like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> no one told me this. Way, way." <laughs> and that's kind of the end of that scene. And so Day Young drives back to Sejong, and comes upon Suji, who's running, and basically confesses to her. And this is in the very last episode. And you know, they confess their feelings. All is well with the world now. The two leads are together. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah, really. That's the only wrap up that there is. Ju Song, Ju Song, you know, is is in prison. Jomi and Hayrim visit him. Yeah, from, it seems like from time to time they're. I guess they're gonna keep in touch with him. So when he gets out, yeah, they'll take care of him. Take Su moves into Dae Young's old apartment, and mm-hmm. now he's living in the apartment building, being a single man. I guess he's now separated from his wife for good. Again, no resolution on that. No resolution. In Ah, she gets divorced. Yeah. But she still kind of talks to Suji, and they're kind of friends now, I yeah. guess. They, she's looking for a new husband now. Right. But it's just kind of, you know, the feel good happily ever after. Yeah. So that's Let's Eat 2. So let's talk about the things that we liked about Let's Eat 2. Can I start? You can totally start. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite scenes, I don't know why I like this scene so much, it's the one where uh, Dan goes and eats with Hayrim at the convenience store, and he makes convenience store food look so delicious. Yes! He makes, like, the ramen look like this nice ramen dish, and... Yeah! Oh, yeah. No. I love that scene. That is it. And she's so impressed with it. It's so yeah, cute. Yeah, she's like, I didn't know convenience food could be so delicious. Right. And I'm like, I'm right there with you. Right. <laughs> I will say overall, I feel like the humor of the whole series was more joking 
mm-hmm. than the first season. Like, I don't feel anybody was a particularly miserable character. Like, in right. season one, you had Su Kyung, who was just kind of this sour grapes personality mm-hmm. all the time. I feel like they focused more on the dark storyline in season one. I think so, too. And in season two, I feel like it was definitely more, let's just all be fun and perky. Like, it still had the dark storyline yeah. weaved in, but I don't feel like it was nearly as much. So I feel like it right. was definitely a more jokey vibe, more happy-go-lucky, and I really liked that a lot better. Because that's what I wanted out of season one. Yeah. So I'm glad they gave that to me in season two. Uh, I did also like that we're following Day Young again. I was obviously very bummed to find out that he didn't stay with Soo Hyun because... Yeah, because you spent all that time, you know, watching them right. grow and get together, and then, but that's just how life is, like, you know. Right, it's more similar to real life. Like, mm-hmm. K-drama logic, the story ends, the leads end up together, everybody lives happily ever after. That's not real life. Well, in their personalities, you can imagine... Yeah, it is possible that they didn't stay together. They fought all the time. Even yeah. when they were finally together, they fought all the time. Yeah. Constantly. There's even a line at the end of season one where Jin Yi comes out and she's just like, you guys are fighting again? I thought you were dating. Yeah. <laughs> so they fought all the time. So it's pretty realistic to think that they probably didn't stay together. Uh, but I'm glad that he kind of had this new story. I did miss the characters from season one. But they did bring in some pretty good characters for season two mm-hmm. to kind of take the place. And it took me a couple episodes to really get into them and feel like they were good replacements. But I did eventually fall for them. Mm-hmm. Or at least most of them. Not in a... Not in a... Or um, Dae Young's friend. Take Su. Take Su. Yeah. I can never remember his name. Well, and see, that's the thing. Okay, see, here, here's my other problem. The secondary characters in this drama, I don't feel like we're as good as the ones in the first. Or at least the storylines around I agree. Them. And I, I think there were more... In this one than in season one. Yeah. Because it was a, it was, it seemed like a smaller cast in, in right. the first season. It was a very closed group of who was involved in mm-hmm. season one. And they all had some sort of relation to each other, too. Right. And they didn't, they didn't so much focus on their individual storylines. Outside of the storyline that involved Soo Kyung and Young, it was how are they connected to their storyline. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, they all kind of had their own weird separate storylines. More yeah. so than season one. And I feel like that really took away from time that we could have had talking about other things or sure. driving the plot. And it just seemed like Inna's relationship with her husband. I mean, it's good to know that she's so miserable with her husband. That's why she's so, you know, annoying and puts every yeah. other person down. They want, they want to make her more likable. Right. But it didn't make me like her anymore. It just no. made me think, girlfriend, divorce him and be done with it. I realize yeah. you don't want to, but that's life. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's no reason to treat everybody else like a pile of crap just because True. you're miserable. So it didn't make me like her anymore. Some other things that I liked, I really liked Day Young's feelings for Suji. So they never really, you didn't get to see them as a couple, really, at all. You yeah. saw them confess to each other in the very end, so they never really hit that territory. And it was kind of more an unrequited love from Day Young mm-hmm. for Suji until the very end. But I feel like his feelings towards her were more genuine mm-hmm. than they were for Sukiya. Well, they had a really good friendship through the whole right. season. And I, I really enjoyed what their friendship a lot, too. So even if they didn't end up together, I, I still enjoyed watching you their interaction. for her. And it was, like I said, it was genuine. I feel like with Sukiya, it was kind of, he just randomly fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Just because. I, I, I don't even, I can't even pinpoint why they fell in love other than. She found out he was the food blogger. Right. She worshipped him. <laughs> yeah. 
but we'll talk more about that when I talk about why Jay Young is trash. <laughs> um, I had quite a few moments that I liked in this drama that made me giggle a little bit, or that just made my heart hurt. One of the big ones was when you can kind of see the 180 turn that Dae Young takes when he starts to get jealous over Song Woo. So Song Woo reads Suji's book that she had published. She's a writer, mm-hmm. and she had this book published, and it was an award-winning book, and he reads it and is just completely enamored with it and starts to kind of like pester her about it and when is she going to write a new one and can he be the first one to read Aww. it and you know she has somebody fangirling over her yeah and, you know she's never really had that so she obviously gets very excited about that and she just constantly brags to Day Young about it well at the same time Day Young has done her a favor by selling this really expensive bike that she bought that she had no business buying <laughs> and he's so proud that he did this for her and helped her out yeah. and she just doesn't care yeah at all all she cares about is song who read her book yeah and you can just see the look of hurt on his face and the jealousy on his face and at this point he has had no feelings towards her really other than as a friend yeah but i feel like you can really tell at that point that that's where the turn happened, where he, he realized. He started to get jealous. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, well, yeah, okay, cool, he read your book, but. Yeah, because she's always been so grateful and thankful to, to Day Young and has, like, paid attention to yeah. him up until now, and now suddenly. Now nothing. Yeah. So that was kind of one of my favorite moments, even though it hurt my heart. And then, <laughs> this is a really dumb scene, but I wrote it down because it cracked me up, and it has nothing to do with the plot at all. It <laughs> does nothing to help anybody, but I just enjoyed it. There's a scene where Dae-young is in his apartment reading this book series from when they're kids, and she comes over. I don't remember why she comes over to his apartment, but they kind of start talking about the book series, and, you know, they're being jokey and fun. You can see that chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And he's got a bunch of bananas hanging from a string <laughs> <laughs> from his ceiling, and she kind of questions what the heck is up with that? And he just tells her, I'm deceiving my bananas. (laughs) And she just kind of gives him a look like, what What are you on, man? (laughs) And he tells her he's deceiving his bananas because if you hang them, they believe that they're hanging from a tree and they don't rot as badly. But there's like a, you can buy like a banana hook. You can buy a banana hook. But Day Young likes to just leave things laying around his apartment haphazardly, I guess. It's, it's a lot more work to tie it from the ceiling, I think. I would think so, but it just cracked me up that he was like, I'm deceiving my bananas. Because, <laughs> what? And now I'm just like, well, does it work better if you hang them from the ceiling? Is that why the banana does it Is work? it more tree-like? I, maybe. So, I kind of want to hang some bananas from my ceiling and see if it really works. I don't know. I, it was really weird, but it cracked me up. And then also, I do like when they kind of flip the table on the storyline where, you know, Day Young is constantly going on his little tirades about how specific food needs to be prepared a certain way or eaten a certain way or whatever. But Suji goes to lunch with Sung Woo and Ina one day and Day Young is not with them. And somebody says something about the food and she goes on one of his little rants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the cutest thing. And I feel like Sung Woo is kind of picking up on the fact that oh, you know, you kind of have the same thing in common with Day Young. Yeah, and I love when they, like, disagree with how food should be. They don't agree on any food preparation (laughs) at all. They're both so passionate about the food preparation, but it's always, like, the opposite of each other. Yeah, they don't agree at all. How would they ever eat out together? They wouldn't. They would just fight. They would just fight, just like him and Sue Kyung. 
getting to that. <laughs> so, things we hated. Was there anything that, like, stood out in your mind that you were like, oh, my God, stop. In Ha, just <sighs> her nagging constantly and being so mean. She's such a mean girl. I know. And she wasn't even interested in any of the guys or anything. She was just mean. Just to be mean. Just to be mean. I couldn't understand why they made her that way. I know. She was very unlikable. I I cringed a lot with her and her scenes. I did like her little... (laughs) Her sexy dance. When they went and got massages. Her seduction dance that she tries to get her sister to teach her. It's so funny. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, it's okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that there was. I felt. I felt like there was less food porn in this one. <laughs> they don't eat as much. Which I know I probably sound like a hypocrite because in the last cast, all I talked about was their mouth noises. But the mouth noises were not that bad in this one when they did do them. Mm-hmm. But and this may not necessarily be a bad thing. It could be a good thing too. I feel like they definitely relied more on the storyline. It was more let's talk about this romance. Mm-hmm. Then let's talk about their love of food, which is fine. But I I do feel like the first one was a little more carefree and airy and, you know, here's these people and their lives not, here's this weird love triangle, and there also happens to be food every once in a while. (laughs) So I didn't like that as much. That is kind of the draw that I loved about the first one that I felt like was taken away a little bit in the second well, one. Well, because they even have, like, their own little food club in the first one. Yeah. They have to eat together. And, I mean, the, the neighbors, you know, they, they kind of make a deal to, like, get together to eat and stuff. Right. But it just doesn't seem as food-driven as no. the first one. No, and especially one. when you get into Suji's weight obsession. Yeah. Like, let's be frank, girlfriend has an eating disorder. Yeah. She eats one meal a day. When she does eat that one meal, she exercises constantly, which... You know, I understand. She used to be overweight. Yeah, stay fit and healthy, that's fine. But it, that's not a healthy way to do it, to gorge yourself in one meal and then no. work out until you pass out. Well, and I mean, I appreciate that they wrote it in the storyline, because it is a realistic problem. It mm-hmm. is a realistic problem in Korean culture. It's a realistic problem in American culture. Mm-hmm. You know, women think they need to be this little stick figure, you know, size nothing. Yeah. To be beautiful. And that's not the case, obviously. But at the end of the day... If you like food, you like food. You like food. And the show is called Let's Eat. I don't want to see somebody constantly debating whether they should eat or not. No. <laughs> when I'm watching a drama about food and enjoyment of food. And that was one of the yeah. things that I really loved about Soo Kyung versus Soo Ji. Because mm-hmm. Soo Kyung was very much into I love my food. I don't give a crap what anybody says. I'm going to eat it and enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas Suji almost had, like, guilt over it every time she would eat a lot. Yeah, it was hard to watch at times. Yeah, because, you know, where you would get these positive feelings in one from watching them eat, you get more negative feelings from watching her panic about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was depressing. And I feel like it it got brushed off, though. Like, she never resolves it. She still has the issue at the end, which, I mean, is totally normal. If you have a, an issue with food, you're going to have it for a long time. You're not just going to wake up one day and it's gone. Right. But but they never address it. No, and so, nobody else seems to be worried about her no. or show any concern. And if you're going to bring up something that serious of a matter, that I, again, commend them for bringing it to light and showing it because it is realistic. 
but give it some kind of resolution where she finally realizes she's comfortable enough with herself mm-hmm. to not have to kind of live that life anymore. Yeah. But she never really does. Like, it's not healthy, and somebody should have cared about that. Yeah, I agree. And then, so, <laughs> back to their eating habits. Because I know in the last cast, I complained about all the mouse noises. But one thing that just really got me in this one, because even though they corrected the mouse noises, every single person in this drama had the driest lips. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, Sahara Desert freaking mouth. <laughs> Constantly. Anytime I was watching a food scene or a kiss scene, I was immediately distracted. Because all I could see was their dry, crusty old, <laughs> dead, spongy lips with flecks of skin hanging off. Gross. It was nasty. I couldn't deal with it. It was crusty and gross. No one wants to kiss those kinds of lips. Everybody's dehydrated. Everyone's dehydrated. And it was a little depressing because there was no reason they shouldn't have been drinking water. This isn't let's drink. This is let's eat. They were eating. <laughs> drink a glass of water. Put yeah. on some chapstick with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, whoever was in charge of like wardrobe and makeup really let that slide just a little bit um the only other real beef i had was again the stupid criminal story arc i mean you come to find out that chan su chan wu creeper <laughs> he isn't actually really a criminal you know he didn't really kill anybody nothing bad really happened uh there was a lot of red herrings for really no reason it didn't drive the plot forward it was just a really weird ancillary storyline that we didn't need yeah I could have done without it. But those were really my only complaints. Like, nothing major. Again, it was a fun, it was a fun, light, airy drama. It wasn't something that I had to put away and be like, okay, I can't watch this right now. Yeah. It was too long. It, it just got drawn out a lot, I feel like. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, overall, what were your thoughts? What, what, what or, okay, what were your thoughts between season one and season two now that you've watched both? Okay. Well, like I said earlier, I like the secondary cast in season one and their dynamic with the leads a lot better. Uh, I prefer Suji as the lead to Su Kyung. Not that I dislike Su Kyung, it's just my preference if I had to choose. Because I really like Suji and Daeyoung's relationship, friendship wise, and how it develops better than his and Su Kyung's. Sure. I think it was a better development of a relationship. It feels more organic, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I had to choose, I would probably choose season one over season two, just because of the whole overarching like characters and plot and everything. I, I feel like it's better to me anyway. And it was funny, because I feel like the popular opinion is that season two was better. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I feel like there's a couple people out there who do sing the praises of season one mm-hmm. and I do see them but I feel like I see more opinions of season two being better and I while I do agree that they made the interaction among characters better I don't feel like the whole the holistic piece of the story yeah was as good as season one which is yeah. probably a super unpopular opinion but it just is like the chemistry was there the chemistry mm-hmm. was good but I also feel like there was a little bit of a disservice to waiting until the very last second for them to get together. Yeah. That was a bit of a sore point for me. Um, and I really feel like Song Woo got shafted because... He had to bring them together. Yeah. <laughs> Why and is that his job? I, well, and 
Like, he got his heart broken by Suji. Yeah. And he never did anything wrong. Like, a lot of times, you know, it, it comes to the point where the other guy that was with the girl initially was just a tool or whatever else. But mm-hmm. he didn't do anything wrong. He was so good for her. Yeah. And the whole point of it was for him to get with Suji. And then it finally happens. And she's like, nah. Right. And to be honest, okay, so let me talk about <laughs> why I think Day Young is trash. Okay, let's get and, into it. Because <laughs> again, this is probably the most unpopular opinion. And don't take this as meaning I don't like Day Young. I love Day Young. He's fantastic. He's a great character. Both his leading ladies deserved better. <laughs> so for Maybe Suji, not the best dating material. No, he's not. Because for one, he's a literal garbage person. We talked about in the last cast how he lives in filth yeah. constantly. His trash is just all over. He never has real furniture. He just kind of lives with whatever his means are, which, again, is kind of going along with his carefree, free spirit personality. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That's cool if that's what you want to do. <laughs> but both of these ladies are far enough along in their life that they want to settle down, and they want to have a life and have a companion and have somebody to be their equal. And they both have you know, careers that they're proud of. They both have accomplishments that they're proud of. Uh, Suji specifically wants to get married and settle down. Like that's the main thing she talks about in mm-hmm. the beginning. And granted, that may have changed a little bit. She's still in a better place than, you know, I just want to kind of run around and yeah. do whatever. Well, and then that young, does he still move to Seoul in the end? Yeah, he's still in Seoul. So, so, so now they got a long-distance relationship. Now they've got a long-distance relationship. And he's still all over the place. Like... And not only that, but to further my point of why he's a garbage human, (laughs) I don't feel like at any point in this drama did he really, truly love Mm -hmm. either of these women. With Soo Kyung, I feel like it became a relationship of convenience. They both liked similar things, and, you know, he did have... It's not that he didn't care about them. I do think he cared about them, genuinely. I don't think it was anything malicious. But with Soo Kyung, I feel like it was convenience. With Soo Ji, I feel like it was jealousy. Right. It wasn't that he was in love with her from the start. It wasn't that she was his first love and he wanted to win her back. It was that in typical Day Young fashion, he wanted to be the best of the best. And he saw that, in her eyes, the best of the best was Song Woo, not him. And he wanted to be, number one, king of relationships, <laughs> not king of insurance. <laughs> And so he had to have her back because he didn't care up until she started diverting all his attention to Sangwoo. Fair. And that's just, that's just not cool. Yeah. It's oh, I agree. So I love Young. I love his humor. I love that he did genuinely care about both of them. Mm-hmm. But from the beginning of either of the dramas, I just, I didn't have it in my heart to want him to win either of them. The female ladies. <laughs> I feel like they both would have better fit with... The seconds. The seconds. Yeah. Which isn't uncommon. But I really feel like it was just yeah. a general disservice to either of the second leads for either season of this. But I feel like in my alternate reality where I get to imagine what happened, <laughs> Taehyung broke up with either of them and they ended up with their second lead. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that's what I'm hoping for. So overall, I mean, it was a good outing, and I'm I'm glad they brought it back for season two, and it 100% met my expectations. Yeah. It wasn't anything I thought it would not be. So overall, I think I would rate it a good solid B. I definitely like Let's Eat better than Let's Eat 2, so I'm going to give it just slightly less than my B+. I also, I like the soul setting. 
yeah. better as well. And it's not really about the city, you know, but I just feel like when it, dramas that are set in Seoul, I tend to like them better. I yeah. don't know why. Well, I feel like it's more, I don't want to say it's attuned to millennials because that's just terrible. But <laughs> it's just, it's a more upbeat kind of setting, I feel like. Yeah. Whereas when they take it to a more countryside area, mm-hmm. it's just kind of more low-key and not as much yeah. going on. And I don't know. Not so, that I don't enjoy them when they're not set in Seoul. I, I do. Yeah. I just, I, I usually tend to gravitate towards the ones that are. I agree. So what would you rate this one? The same. The same. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Right there with me on a B. Yeah. And I didn't think that I would like Let's. Like I said, I, I watched them out of order. Right. And having watched Let's Eat 2 first, I was like, there's no way I'll like the first one better. But I actually did. Yeah, I, I definitely like the first one better. So now, you know, we have Let's Eat 3 coming up this coming week. Or I guess now, if you're listening to this. <laughs> two days. And there's not a whole lot that we know. There have been some teasers that have dropped. We do know that Dujun is coming back and reprising his role as Dae Young. So we're assuming that he and Suji have broken up. Probably. The description that I've seen floating around says, Young has fallen into a slump in his 30s. In order to heal his wounds, he embarks on a journey to revisit the food that he loved in his 20s with former college classmate Lee Ji-woo, and the two not only share their meals, but also relive their memories of the past. So Lee Ji-woo is going to be played by Baek Jin-hee. So we have a new female lead. Yeah. Which we can only assume he falls in love with at some point. <laughs> um, and that's really all we know about it at this point. Yeah, so, so the teaser I saw, he was like eating with, it looked like two friends. Yeah. And they were like, when did you get your love of food from? And it kind of shows like a couple little flashbacks yeah. really quick of him and, and the girl. And he's like, I guess around 2004. That was and really specific. Back. But I'm assuming back in his college, right. like it says. So, so we should. I'm I'm guessing we're gonna assume that this is his first love. The girl that really showed him what food yeah, life was like. The like. girl that turned him into a foodie. I feel yeah. like. And so obviously they they have that weird connection of one you know him being in love with her just as a woman, but also being mm-hmm. in love with food and introducing him to that world. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of the direction they're gonna take it. Um. So Hyun Jin, who played Suji and Let's Eat Two has already been confirmed to make a cameo appearance as fake Suji. So, you know, they did confirm that she's going to return to reprise her role as Dayung's ex-girlfriend. Uh, like I said, my hope is that it's for some reason they come back and say, hey, I'm marrying Song Woo. Come to our <laughs> wedding or something. I don't know. But just to, <laughs> to bring it back and say, you know, hey, I'm with Song Woo now. And they're still friendly with Dayung, I hope. Yeah. In my head, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> I don't really know any other reason she would come back. I, I mean, I don't want them to bring her back in a malicious sense where... That would really, really be terrible. Yeah, it would soil it a little bit for me. So I really hope it's not to do like a breakup scene or anything like that. And it's a very minor cameo. It's not anything where she's going to be there for extended episodes. Yeah. So I really don't think it's going to be anything major. But I really hope it's kind of just going to explain away their breakup and what yeah. happened. Um. Then, of course, this is probably going to be the last drama for Jujun before his military enlistment, which I'm sure all the 
the beauties. Well, no, I guess you guys are lights now. <laughs> Whatever you prefer to call yourself. Whoever Just is in Jin's the fan. Yeah, whoever's in the beast slash highlight fandom. Not sure what you prefer, so apologies if we offend. Um, but I'm sure you guys kind of already thought that and are feeling that pain. So shout yeah. out to you guys for enduring that. You know how much that sucks. <laughs> um, so it'll probably be his last drama. It's probably going to be the last we see of Let's Eat, I feel like. I feel like three yeah. is a good solid number. I mean, how many girls are they going to make this guy go through? Well, and I thought I saw, maybe it was the K-drama subreddit? I'm not sure which subreddit it is. So, again, apologies to whoever I'm totally misquoting um, or not giving credit to. But I feel like somebody had said they saw in one of the teaser photos a picture of Young with a wedding ring on or a scene mm-hmm. with him wearing a wedding ring. So he may be finally settling down in this one. Mm-hmm. So we may actually get some closure for him. The closure and the ending. And like I said, with him going into the military in real life, probably going to kind of put the kibosh mm-hmm. on trying to yeah. end that now. Um, you know, we have had a pretty good outing with one and two. I feel like we'll probably have the same good feelings for three. Yeah. We talked about how there's the spinoff of Let's Drink or Drinking Solo. Yeah. How it's translated in some other sites. I love that one, too. Again, the secondary cast. It's great. And, you know, there were some rumors about a second drinking solo, but I haven't seen anything confirmed yet. I really wish they would confirm something. I want them to follow Ki, uh, Gong Myung, and, and the other guy. Yeah, the other guy, yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't either. But they were hilarious. They were the best along. part. Like, I did not care about the, the lead couple really all that much, to be honest. <laughs> um... I just love the three boys. Like, they were so funny. And, they like, they're. Funny. I love. I know we're talking about a whole different <laughs> But I really love the scene where they fight in the street. And yes. it's just all of them pulling each other's hair. It's basically a cat fight between. Oh my God, it's boys. Great. Anyway, so I, you know, the director that does Let's Eat and Drinking Solo or Let's Drink, fantastic director, fantastic cast casting mm-hmm. overall for all of them. You know, I feel like they're a good. A good drama for anybody that just wants a good, lighthearted yeah. drama. If you haven't watched them at this point, definitely check them out. Make sure you watch Let's Eat 3, which is premiering very soon. Monday, July 16th. Monday, July 16th. Make it's sure a Monday, Tuesday it drama. Um, I, you, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Even if you're not super into, you know. Yeah. Dramas that don't have a whole lot of plot, I think that you'll be able to appreciate Take a break it. From, from the really dramatic ones and watch a floofy one. Yeah. Just have some fun with it. Yeah. So anything else? Any closing remarks that we need to address before we sign off? No. No. I mean, do you want to talk about anything that you're watching currently before Let's Eat? Oh, yeah, that's right. So we were going to talk about what we were watching, what we're listening to, what we're doing. Yeah. We need to, like... A name for this segment, I feel like. I don't know what it is yet, but... So what are you currently watching and or listening to? I am not watching anything. I just finished watching <laughs> Let's Eat 2. I'm going to focus it all on Let's Eat 3 when that comes on. Yeah. Might ca- start watching, finally, one of the dramas I've had waiting for me. I don't know which one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a list of about like 50 that I need to make it through. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to start Secretary Kim soon. 
as my next one. I really need to start that one. But I really want to do Are You Human too. I know, I wanna watch both of them. But I can't I can't have three going on at the same time, so I'm definitely gonna be obviously watching Let's Eat Three. And then I might watch What's Wrong with Secretary Kim when I find spare time. <laughs> so I'm not watching anything currently right now other than having just finished Let's Eat Two and then obviously we'll be starting Let's Eat Three shortly. I guess I'll talk more about what my K-pop dalliances are right now. Um, which right now... We I, just bought a bunch of albums. <laughs> <laughs> we did just buy a bunch of albums when we went to Atlanta. But right now, I am very heavily back into my GOT7 phase, which never really truly goes away. But every once in a while, it just hits me full force. And all I want to mm-hmm. do is listen to GOT7 nonstop and look up GOT7 memes and just go nuts on GOT7 yeah. things. Um, I bought their newest album when we were in Atlanta, which I really love. I wasn't big on their 7 for 7 album, which was the album before the Eyes on You album. Yeah. I still loved it, but I wasn't too big on it. But this most recent one really kind of redeemed it for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of just reinvigorated <laughs> <laughs> my love for those guys, especially Mark. <laughs> I don't care. Judge me all you want. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I've been listening to Got7 a lot lately. Yeah. I'm kind of putting them on repeat. Yeah. Well, I just bought, when we went to Atlanta, the latest B2B uh, mini album. Yeah. The This Is Us, I think. I just bought it. I should really know the name of it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah? It's so good. I've never been that into them, and I just thought, you know, I wanted, I had heard the single from it, uh, and I really liked it, so I was like, oh, let me buy it. And just try it. I love every song on it. It's so good, and now I'm I'm like I'm a melody now, <laughs> and I've been going back and watching like the reality show, the beat. Um, <laughs> they're they're really great. Their vocals, even their rap line, can sing like yeah. really well. They have the best vocals of, I think, any K-pop group I've ever listened to. Yeah. They have phenomenal vocals. I love it. So I'm I'm really digging it right now, and so that's what I've been dealing with (laughs) sometimes it is hard to deal with yeah i mean so then i bought another album (laughs) (laughs) i was all over the board i think i got some got seven stuff i even went back and got some big bang stuff that i didn't have bts um i got a 2 p.m album that i'd wanted for a while i was really jealous when i saw you open it i was like well (laughs) i want to go back and get a 2 p.m album now okay so i feel like it's a really underrated album Mm -hmm. Which I know I'm way behind on the times. It was hard to open. Yeah, it was really <laughs> difficult to open. But it, it, even though it's more recent and it's kind of more low-key than a lot of their stuff, it is one of my favorite albums by them. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably why, because I feel like it really displays their vocals well. Mm-hmm. Which, again, all of them have phenomenal vocals. Most K-pop bands do. But yeah. I feel like it really kind of gives their range a little better. And it's kind of more of the heartfelt, solely... No pun intended. Not, <laughs> I'll punch and be intended, right? <laughs> not Korea soul, um, but soul, S-O-U-L. Um, more R&B kind of vibes, mm-hmm. which again, doesn't really remind me of, but makes me think of my love for like the Taeyang solo stuff. Yeah. Where it's just very like yeah. know, smooth R&B sounding. And so it, it, it kind of gives me that feel. So that's what I really like about it. So I was really pumped to get that album. That one's been playing a lot also. 
No. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of throwbacks. It's nothing really super new that I've been listening to. Yeah, mostly throwback stuff, with the exception of the new Grass Island album. Yeah. So, well, that's it. For, I think that's for it for me. That's it for sure. So be sure to check us out on our social media, Twitter and Instagram at the Nunanuk. All one word. All one word. Leave us comments. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Tell us we suck if we suck. Yeah. That's cool, too. But at least kind of nicely tell us we suck. Yeah. So going forward, our format will be once a week, we will cover the two episodes of Let's Eat 3 in one episode. Uh, The only thing is, is it'll be a week delayed because they come on on Mondays and Tuesdays. Then we record on a Friday. Yeah. So it's just going to be a little bit delayed. So when you listen, don't expect it. We had just watched and (laughs) released it the same day. Yeah. So we'll post it so you guys can kind of get a chance to listen to it before you catch the newest episodes of Let's Eat 3. I think we're going to try to post them on Mondays, right? Mondays. So we'll try to post it on Monday so you can listen to it just in time to watch the newer episodes of Let's Eat 3 that following week. So be sure you listen for that. Uh, We're looking for ideas and suggestions for what our next drama should be, even though we haven't started this one yet. Would you rather we just cover old dramas, like over two episodes or whatever? Do an episode, you know, per drama episode, whatever you want. I don't think I can do that, like a whole drama in an episode again. (laughs) Like, this was a little rough. This was a lot. (laughs) And I feel like we still left a lot out, and we're already at, like, the hour mark. We're very sorry. Yeah. So congrats again if you have listened this far. You now have two hours to listen to a recaps for Let's Eat and Let's Eat 2. But make sure you give them a listen. Make sure you give us some comments. Tell us what you want to hear. Make sure you like, subscribe, anything to let us know what we need to do to make this better for you. Because this is fun for us, but at the end of the day, we really want to do this for other people, too, that feel like they don't have anybody to talk exactly. to about drama. We want to create a discussion about these dramas, so if you want to, if there was something that in the drama that you wanted us to talk about and we missed it, let us know. We'll talk about it. Right. Or just tell us your opinions. I want to know what everybody else felt about yeah. the characters. Like, were the characters that we hated that you loved? Tell us. I want to hear it. Yeah. So, anyway, be sure you check us out. Our first recap of Let's Eat 3 will be posted on the 23rd, not the 16th. The drama (laughs) premieres on the 16th, but it'll be posted on the 23rd anywhere that you get your podcasts. So be sure you subscribe so you can get that first episode from us of our first recap. And, yeah, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Keep it weird, right? Keep it weird and watch (laughs) K-drama. Bye.